up? It's your boy, DJ Lex Guevara, and I'm here with my co-host, the one and only Frankie Franco LaFresh. What's up, baby? Just here, man, rocking on, stopping in the place to be. That's Happy to right. be here uh, with a new podcast. It's, been, know, a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And I can't wait to introduce our wonderful guest. We right? do. We have a lot a- cuter than most of the dudes we have in here, right? Yeah, that's true. So we're about to switch it up. Uh, but some of the dudes are hot. I, you know, that's oh, <laughs> beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I mean, hey, I'm hot? we're all beautiful. I'm yeah, hot. you're beautiful. Thank you. So are you, man. Thank you. I, I mean, appreciate that. I mean, that's why we're so good, right? I exactly. Mean, we, we, we bring the hotness and the and, podcast. And it helps, it does, you know, it helps yeah, that hey, we're yeah, from San Francisco, yeah, you know. too. Hey, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, so we are at a grand opening today. We are at where? Chacho's Midtown. Finally, this place was supposed to open like two years Cico ago. Seco the Mile. I almost felt like it was going to be Seco the Mile 2020. Right. But they are finally open. The place is great. George Sanchez, the owner and uh, visionary entrepreneur, right. put it all together. He did a wonderful job. He's got fantastic taste. He hired the right artist. I Who's heard. The artist, by I the heard. Way? I heard. I heard. The. You know who the artist is? Frankie Franco. What kind of name is that? Some whatever. Hey. Anyways, it looks great though. The murals are unveiled. There was a the, yesterday we they, we had the friends and family uh, part. You can hear it rocking nonstop oh, right yeah. now. Today's the official okay. opening, and um, we were having a good time out here, man. And they were kind enough to let us set up a podcast out here, so we're we're going kind of guerrilla radio. Guerrilla radio again. Yes, sir. And we're at two twenty three. What's the address? Sweet 10. You had it earlier. Bascom? No. Corner of Bascom. Bascom. And no, 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 no. It's Stevens Creek. Well, yeah. Stevens Bascom, Creek. Yeah, yeah, and Stevens Creek. Yeah, right next to the world famous Pink Poodle. Yeah, exactly. The Hustler um, store. The First Shoe Palace, right? Uh, yeah. That was the First Shoe Palace. The original Shoe Palace is right here. Uh, what else is out here? There's a uh, Midas. We got a 7-Eleven next door to us and a uh, uh, Dollar Tree. And if anybody needs to get their auto service, right. you and, go to Midas. And, and a hookah lounge. We can't be mentioning these names, though. It's okay, man. They can pay us later. Okay, cool. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> but yeah, world-famous pink, uh, pink poodle. So nice. that's the new Chachos. The original Chachos was in Almaden downtown. Shut down. It went to uh, Chacho. I mean, then it went to uh, Campbell mm-hmm. on Campbell Ave. It was uh, Chacho's Tacos. And then it moved to um, um, downtown, which was uh, Chacho's on uh, San Fernando Street between 2nd and 3rd. And now he's opened up his second Chachos in Midtown. I'm very proud of him. He's done a great job here. And they're expanding and growing, man. Hey, you know what? I hope you took pictures of these pictures. Oh, yeah. They're going to be, there's going to be t-shirts coming your way pretty okay. soon with the with the work I've done. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Support your you local did, you artists. You did really good. Thank you, man. I worked really, really hard. They really I'm still waiting really to get good. paid, George Sanchez, but uh, that's another topic. Anyways, so um, so yeah, so we've had a good time. We had a uh, what, shot of tequila. We're not doing the tequila tasting, but we did have some shots, or at least I did. Yeah, I you're, did. you're you're going, um, you're on the, the wagon, right? I'm on the wagon. It's four months? About four months. I'm very proud of you, man. Thank you. Because you like to drink. Yeah, I do. Uh, no. <laughs> I used to love it, but yeah, you I'm on the to, wagon. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I still do. I'm very just, proud of you, man. So good you. job, man. So because of I that, the podcast will go a little bit smoother, less cussing, less. I'm trying not smack to cuss talking. Too. And no, that's, I actually do. And that's what I plan to do, guys. My audience, I cuss too much, and I'm working on my language. Especially because so, um, we have a, a beautiful young lady here. We right, right. Respect. We have to have respect, right? We're we as, as, gentlemen, as gentlemen, as gentlemen, as handsome gentlemen. Be. Exactly. You know, we have to do our do our 
do our best. Exactly. Do our due. Exactly. Our due diligence. So. And why don't we introduce our guest? Yeah, so we have a lovely guest. Um, what's your name again? Her name <laughs> is Tanya Araiza Ramirez. And uh, she is an author. Right. right. That's one of the things that you do, right? Yes. What else do you do? Uh, well... <laughs> I w- first of all, thank you for having me. It's really no, it's a pleasure our pleasure to yeah. be here with you guys, um, Francisco. I, you know, I love your work, and, you. and you're just also an awesome person to have thank great you. conversations. Yeah. With have you seen my work? I have not. I don't have any people. Oh, but he's an awesome person. Yeah. I am a very awesome person. I, I can tell. I can tell. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but um, I well, I work full time as a clerk at a law firm. Oh, nice. Well, and now tell us a little bit about your law firm. It's a it's a very large. Um, well-known intellectual property law firm. Oh, nice. So they, they represent. Aren't they like the largest Latino law firm? Is that what I understood? No, I'm completely no, wrong. My no, bad. but they're really big on um, diversity and... Well, they hired me, right? Well, they brought me in there to, to speak, did. which was they awesome. Did. Thanks for they the plug and the hook. I heard, I heard they have one of your paintings in the office. Is yes, that right? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. One of the top one of the most amazing partners. Um, she, she's she got um, Sally Abel. She has one of your art pieces. Oh, nice. Sold her that that large um, Katrina, and yeah. she put it up in her office. Game recognized game, man. Amazing people notice amazing stuff. Yeah, I was right. going to say shit. Hey. I said stuff, guys. So yeah, That's that's good. Yeah. I, don't, I try not to say shit as many times as I can. I'll avoid the word shit. All right. You said shit with a P. Shoot. You said it with a P. Shizn it. Now, so you're, what do you do there again? You're a... I'm a clerk. You're a clerk? Yeah. But, and then, so how do you find time to write? Because you work there full time, right? Yes, I do. I work there full time. Right. And I also have two children. Right, there you go. Yeah, so wow. what I do is um, normally at night, you know, after I put my children to bed, I write. Really? I would often fall That's... asleep writing. So it's like just any any amount of spare time that uh, didn't Im- impose on quality time with my children is, is when my poor daughter she doesn't she misses out on quality time when I'm painting but I do prefer to paint at night when everyone's asleep which sucks because I don't get enough sleep right but it's the only time that I really get to engage and I'll, I'll be I'll start my day sometimes at eight or nine and I don't start painting till five or six or seven because wow. it's just I'm I'm really just setting everything up and just waiting for it to get quiet because it's, you got to be in your own right. thoughts right if you yeah. have kids you you likely would work it if you have your own business yeah, and you're and doing painting my daughter and, and stuff, anything like that. Know. Yeah, yeah so we, you, we you tend to to do your own work at night. Right. I'm assuming. So you have this wonderful book that you wrote. Uh, it's called The Adventures of Luna and Oxlack. Mm-hmm. Death of a Goddess. Oxlack. And right. it's got a wonderful um, painting on the front by an artist named uh, what's that? Henrik Rosenberg. Yes, um, he's actually this phenomenal artist from Sweden, mm. and everything. Sweden. Yes, the way everything came together with the book is, is really neat, actually. I just um, happened upon, I had joined a writer's group. And in the writer's group, there's um, a fellow writer. His name is Jacob uh, Burgos. Mm-hmm. He's a really talented writer. He actually is acquainted with this artist. Really? And he um, recommended when I was talking about needing a cover, he put me in touch with the artist. Huh. And, and that's how I got that incredible. Nice. I know. It's beautiful. I know. That is beautiful artwork. Yeah, I know an artist who can do incredible. Um, work like this too. You do? Like, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you the info later. <laughs> oh, for sure. Is his name Lex Guevara? Okay, is he's this, actually really good. Right. Is this your first? It is. So, I mean, I've been writing for for several those. several years, and um, I have written a screenplay, and um, but this is actually my first 
attempt at writing a novel, a book. It's a short novel. I really focused on making it short, mm-hmm. fun, and easy to read. And I actually published it myself. Nice. So it is available on is Amazon. Is that paying off as an independent? Is it working for you? It well, it is. It's the sales are slow, well, so it's well, you like get the I, money. I, yeah. So right. it, it is. It has been nice, and but I'm sure it's a lot different than if you, you go through major publications right. or whatnot. But my whole goal was to. I didn't even try getting it published. I didn't reach out to any publishers. I just thought I just want to Kill take it. 100% action, mm-hmm. do it myself. Russians. I know. Yeah, and just give it a try to see how it would go, and then that way, if I could just gain some traction, gain any kind of following, even just interest in writers or even just kind of get it out there and see what kind of feedback do I get does do people actually enjoy my writing do do can I share something that people can um you know can enjoy when they read it because that's something I'm an avid reader myself and that's something I really enjoy is the way an author can pull you into their world right Right. and I so that that was my attempt in, in doing that for my fellow readers. It's a beautiful it's book. It's awesome. It's a beautiful book. Thank um, you. Another, I had an, oh, so you said you wrote it. So we were doing a little research on you, and we saw you on, what is it, IMBD? Is that, yeah. And we're like, how did she get? I go, she must write screenplays. Yes. So yeah. you do. Yeah, I okay. studied film and tel- So right out of um, high school, mm-hmm. I went to uh, UC Santa Cruz nice. to study film and digital media. Right. Oh, nice. So there's where I got exposed to writing. Mm-hmm. And um, and travel, world travel. I've always been interested in world mythologies and cultures. When I was in China, I studied uh, Mandarin, and I got accepted to uh, study in Beijing for a couple of months for a, for a language program, and you know, just traveling around Europe. I've traveled in Mexico, and that's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, all that kind of influenced this story right. because um, in college is where I was really exposed to the day of you know the our cultural holiday, the the other Los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, and and I've just always had a really great love for Mexican culture, and my family's from Mexico. Nice. Yeah. So I I combined that with my love for for other world cultures. You know, going from Greek gods to Norse gods. Um, yeah, I noticed that you, you, t- you were yes. talking about um, so, like Athena and Isis and other gods that were yes, like, and completely H- not. Um, you know, Mexican. Yeah, so in Egyptian mythology is actually growing up one of my most favorite um, genres of mythology. But wow. but that's why in this story, I, I took a young girl who um, sneaks along on basically an adventure to save the um, the Aztec um, earth goddess okay. from, unfortunately, it's, it's being uh, murdered by her daughter who uh, later becomes a, the moon goddess. And it's actually the, um, the Aztec um, creation mythology so when I learned about that years ago when I had seen this little emblem of the of the goddess um, Goyol Shakwi mm-hmm. and, and you'll notice it because she was found at the base of one of the you know the largest pyramid in in Mexico and it, it looks like a woman who's chopped up in pieces in a cir- cir- circular disc and anyways, when I saw that and I thought, who is that? You know, who, right. uh, like, what's her story? Right. And because I just kind of, anyways, I was briefly told about her and, oh, she, you know, she tried to kill her mom and her brother cut her into pieces. The gods do not mess And her around. head was thrown into the sky to become the moon. What? So I um, looked into it, read about it, and I started reading more about um, Aztec culture, which mm-hmm. is really, um, 
fascinating just the way all of the rules and um, allowing uh, education was so important. Even slaves were allowed to go to school. And uh, anyways, I was just fascinated by all of that and just put it all together. The more I learn about Aztec culture, the crazier it gets. Like I just heard there's there's places that you can, like in Teotihuacan, there's places where you can like talk very low and you can hear it super loud. Depending on where you're, where you're at, it sounds kind of like this music. Yakuza is meant for you to <laughs> sit there and to, to reach out to 250 people. It's just they understood the acoustics. And no, I mean that's crazy, man. That's like how do you how do you figure that one out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I just learned that, found that out. Yes, like yesterday, I think like that. So I'm always finding out new things about them that are they're super low tech, high tech. Yeah. Which is awesome. Anyways, go. Yeah, and, and even just kind of the mixture of education, art, right. magic, you know, they're shamans or healers, the dancers, and that's why in here I put a shape-shifting shaman. So this young girl, she sneaks along on an adventure to save that earth goddess. So and she's the protagonist, right? Yes, okay. yeah, so her, her name is Luna. Okay. And um, she goes along, and um, she's basically her and her grandmother and the shape-shifting shaman. They travel around through space and time, jumping around to the different, basically, world mythology, you know, mythology. So you meet different um, characters. You meet, like, Athena. They go to ancient Greece. and they Because wow. they're trying to basically go in and recruit uh, warriors or, you know, with, you know, like, um, Isis, who was actually, she was a, a really grand magician and known for not only for her love, and but her magic. Mm-hmm. So they kind of go into each um, realm, quote, unquote you could say and just to try to recruit them because they to get help to go and to go back to where the Aztec gods are and to rescue that um, the earth goddess so that she doesn't um, she's not murdered. Who, what is the, does the earth goddess have a name? Yes, it, her name is Coatlique. Mm, that's that. Yeah. So she is like the equivalent. She is like the Virgen de Guadalupe, the original, right before yeah. the Virgen de Guadalupe. Like, yeah. yeah. I actually painted that Coatlique. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and but I made it a virgin slash, or like Guadalupe slash. I want to see that. Yeah. How cool! It did in the mission. It was just like this door thing that uh, they wa- there's so many Virgin Marys in the mission. And they want oh, another yeah. one. I was like, I'm gonna do it my way. So I made her a <laughs> pagan. And um, I yeah. love that. Yeah, so it's there, but it's cool. It, it, and I brought the two. I mean, some people might call it um, what do you call that? Uh, sacrilegious. Sacrilegious, but whatever. You're just, oh, yeah. I know. It's, you, yeah. They're just ideas. Yeah, you know? no, really I cool. love that. I, I think that's really beautiful. Um, but I, well, the, the earth goddess, she gets herself into that situation because mm-hmm. in the actual myth of the, um, when the creation of the moon, there there's a goddess and she gets impregnated by mm-hmm. falling feathers. But in my story, I made it a poet. Oh. Because when I was reading about Aztec culture, I was reading about how poets were so revered for the, right. the power and the magic of their words. And there was really noted, um, it's like historically noted, there was really a famous poet. And um, and he just it was really well known for his poem. So for me, I kind of, it was a tip of the hat to put the poet in yeah. there. And, and his words were so beautiful that he would write poems to the for the goddess and she heard him and so they fell in love and she got pregnant with his baby and then from there it kind the of the poets are kind of like between roles right they're between like our world and like the divine right 
That's true. Sort of thing. Yeah. So who who do you target in this book? Like who's your target market? Who who are you uh, oh, writing? That's who are you right? Who 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 are you thinking about when you're writing? I mean, so obviously she's a female, right? That, that little girl. Yes. Right. I, I was thinking about a reader like myself. Okay. So I love, um, for example, anything from Isabel Allende to mm-hmm. you know the the Harry Potter books. You right. know, just anything that's a bit of fantasy, a bit of folklore, the mythology, adventure. Um, but also what is really important to me is putting a, a message in a story. Right. There, there's a really deep message in there and it's about forgiveness and not trying to tell someone what they should or shouldn't be doing. Oh, you have to follow these specific set of rules. Right. We see that going on so much right now. People being, you know, pressured to follow certain Dogma. guidelines. Yeah. Dogma. Yeah, or within their culture or religion or right. the color of their skin, etc. So that that's kind of what's at the heart of that book is about personal freedom, freedom. And, and forgiveness, too. Okay. Nice, nice. Okay. So I'm going to be honest. I didn't read the book because I am not an avid reader. And I've been very busy. Did you but read the I back work? at least? Yes, of course. But I'm good at that. Um, but... We are going to do a little trade here for some art and some books, so I definitely will uh, get to read it. It does sound like an awesome story. I should We should have done our homework, but, you know, we're lazy here at Lex, be frank. No, we've been on hiatus. Yeah, that is true, 100%. Well, so, yeah. Um, okay, so cool. That That's awesome, man. And so, once again, the book, The Adventures of Luna E. Oxlack. I know I'm saying that wrong. It's, it's okay. I think it's it's easier to say that way. Yeah, yeah. So the death of a goddess. And and do you have any... So you said you wrote another, a bunch of other short stuff? It's Ochlak. Other short stuff? <laughs> yeah. So um, the other thing that I did... So I already started another novel too. And then another thing nice. that I did that I completed is a screenplay that took me a very, very long time to read. And the writers group that I mentioned that I joined, um, where I met my, my friend Jacob in that group, that they kind of helped nurture me into finishing the screenplay. So... With Those that. groups are good for writers, right? They keep you guys in check and they, they kind they of do. help you and out. You get, mm-hmm. And you get exposed to, you know, producers you an and um, too, that knows what they're talking about. And, yeah, and, and you get somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, that, the, uh, what do you call it? A community is so important. Even with me as artists, it's good to know other artists and hang on. We kind of, it's almost like we're having a conversation sometimes back, oh, you did that, well, I'm going to do this kind of thing. And it's like, uh, it's always been like that, like yeah. kind of a back and forth between uh between and it's also good to get, um, I mean, get inspired from other, and just make sure you're not talking about just wacky stuff that kind of keep you, you know, relevant. I guess. Absolutely, and I think one of the best things to do to nurture your creativity is to share and bounce ideas off, and right. also you can get a lot of inspiration by just sharing, um, oh, yeah. sharing your ideas with oh. fellow artists. And there's, to me, I think there's always room to grow. Oh, yeah. there better be. Yeah, hundred percent. There better be. If there wasn't, then what, right? Why keep going? You right. gotta get better. Don't settle. Right. Don't settle. Yeah, I kind of do that with with my when I do these events with the with my booth and all that. I put stuff out before it's done to test it on the market, kind of, and which is cool. And I'll go like, okay, this is not really working, and I need to do, I need to add a little more. And I've gotten good at. Um, I got you know, you get tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people just walking by. You get a good consensus, and so I'm able to. Um, okay, this needs more. This needs. It's a, for me, my paintings are like a tuning fork. I want to say, there's a point where. The idea might be there, but it's just not registering in the mind. It's not k- clicking like that. And when I hit that point, I know, and I get to test it on, on, on you know, lots of people. Do Do you ever, when you go in to create a piece, do you ever doubt yourself? All the time. Think, re- if you don't doubt yourself, you're not 
an artist. Yeah. You better goddamn well. Um, <laughs> you have to. Right. You do not know. If you go in there full hearty thinking that you know, you are not being real to yourself. You should be nervous. You should be anxious. Because... You, 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 you doubt and move forward anyway. We have to. You, well, yeah. what I do is I trust the process. You know, I have faith in it. Yeah. You know, uh, I trust my inner genie, genius mm-hmm. or whatever, and I, I let that kind of, kind of, um, I kind of let that do its thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, you know, the real great ideas they they whisper oh, at you, and, and they don't scream. Yeah. So you have to you have to listen mm-hmm. carefully to those to those little. Those, and those are the, the, the real voices that, yeah. that, that, that need to, to speak, those ideas. They, they whisper. And you have to be, um, you know, you just have to have faith in that and know that that's a real thing. Because it sounds wacky. Oh, these voices are, you know what I mean, are telling me. And it really does, but I, you got to have faith in you. them. It's funny that you should say that because the reason I was able to even finish this book and the way it even came to me, I felt like that's what it was. It, it's almost like you start you know almost like receiving like a story starts, starts to write unfolding and, and you if you don't write it down it won't leave you alone mm-hmm. you right, gotta right. just get it no, out and my paintings I don't know what they're gonna look like yeah. what they're gonna be and if I were to control every aspect of it they would, they would suck right. because I can't come up your ego can't there are deeper things that with deeper meaning way below the surface right. and the things that you're bringing up to the surface normally are, are not very deep and interesting they're superficial and so I trust those, when I just trust those voices, I don't even know the, the power, the depth of the message until after. So I'm like, oh, wow, that, that was from somewhere else. And that's when you know that you're tapping into where you're supposed to be tapping into, right? Because for me, right. arts, you're tapping into the flow. higher things in the yeah, flow, right? I, I, completely, so, I completely agree. So that, I, I just trust in the, and, you know, and get my ego out of it as much as I can. Yep. You know, there's a lot of ego in it, but to get it out is always the... And it does satisfy my ego because the, the ideas end up, I get the credit for them in a way. So right. you know, even though they're not really mine, you know yeah. what I mean? So I want, I don't want my idea. I wish I don't want my idea. I want the best idea. I love that. Well, I think it, the idea chooses you, you know, right. it, it's almost like choosing you and unfolding through you. Well, I, I feel like as artists, we're kind of like antenna. The best thing we can do is be ready. Or the there's a there's an idea it flows to, if you're not ready it's going to pass you up it's going to hit the next artist and, and I'm yeah. sure you've been in a position where like I dude that. I had that idea <laughs> yeah. how did like yeah. the exact same idea why did yeah. you do it? well because yeah. you weren't ready you weren't yeah. you weren't yeah take, uh, yeah. take and, and so I feel like it's like an energy that kind of flows and you just have to be ready to catch that and that's yeah. the best we can do I, I think the trick is too to where even if you're oh how am I going to do it what should I do how should I begin mm-hmm. to not just do you just do it and the answer is uh, present themselves along the way, or the ideas, or the motivation. Uh, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it, it starts to communicate you and tell you tell you where to go with it. But yeah. you've got to have that faith that you've yeah. got to know. And and, and to you me, have it's to liberating. Finish. You have to finish. Well, yeah, you got to put in the hours. Because right? a lot of people they'll be they don't finish projects and they don't. Or you yeah. doubt yourself. Oh, I'm crazy. Yeah, and no. throw it away. And I doubt myself all the time. You should. That's good. Every every artist. Who's it's a, not good because they never finish. No, but you but you got to trust in the process. That's what I mean by trusting. You just got to go with it you know what I mean you gotta yeah. get the work done in the end you know so that but yeah but you, those ideas you you, just, you gotta trust in the process and that's right. the older I get the more I see that the more I understand that and the more magical it is and the more I believe in it but but like this mural I'm doing a mural right now in downtown in San Jose behind the cathedral and you know I had it halfway designed and I didn't I didn't want to design the whole thing and it, I was really nervous and anxious because I go, okay, I don't know what this thing's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I kind of got an idea, but it's not there yet, and I don't know. 
And eventually, you know, and it was like that for at least three quarters of the painting. And at the very end, I was like, oh, it's happening. And then you get excited because you see them. But I had to trust that. And trust me, there was like, this is not, what am I going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll go home that night and then something will, you know, I'll see a, a pangolin, some weird. Right, right, right. It was like, okay, that's it. You know, there it is. So life will start to communicate you when you're on your downtime. It's like, that's what it needs. And you're, you're kind of meditating on, on that idea. But now it's all there. And I'm like, oh, wow, it, it, it happened. Thank God. <laughs> but... <laughs> You get that anxiety because you want to do good, yeah, and yeah. you want to do well, and you care. If you give a shit about your artwork, you better have anxiety. It's like your kids, right? You, you, you have kids, right. you, you're nervous, like you don't want to raise a little bunch of uh, f ups. I'm getting good, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, um, you know what I mean? You, 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 you should be nervous because yeah. you want to do well, you know. So that's the place. But enough about me and my process. No, <laughs> no, I love that. But wait, what you're you're sharing is 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 so relevant. And I mean anyone out there listening having an idea or, or I think so many people don't start or don't begin because they think, "Well, who am I or what do yeah, I have to yeah. share?" Or even if I share, maybe it won't work out. But what if it does? Like right. what, what a terrible sad thing to never try in the first place. And I think that's one of the best things is to do is to try courage. to is courage even well, if you're scared. Even the if curse you're scared. to fail. We'll push you to make your book. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good question. That what inspired you? What motivated you? Because it, I, you, you can't get you me to have, sit around and type yeah. for all day. That to me, that's just like, oh God, when is this over? What what triggered you to write a book? So do you, do you know actually what really did was um, I, I really love listening to a lot of different um, I would say quote unquote personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals like Dr. Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know who these people are. Michael Bernard Beckwith. They, anyway, Malcolm so Malcolm Gladwell, um, Robert so, Greene. Remember, we we're talking about that. So, um, anyways, Dr. Wayne Dyer. He was he's passed away now, but he mm-hmm. was talking about how you should never die with music in your heart. So even though I had begun a career in one path, trying to you know to do film, and after college I went to um, to New York and I interned for a PBS documentary about oh. Dr. Martin Luther King called Citizen King. Um, but um, I got a phone call saying, "Hey, you know your dad's been hit by a car, and oh, while no. he was riding his bike, he has to have brain surgery. He might not make it." So. I, I literally just kind of dropped everything and then from there you know unfortunately my mother got cancer she she's passed away but my grandmother got dementia and I took care of her so I really just um put that kind of that dream on the that career path on on the altar on the quote unquote like on the shelf yeah but but in the meantime I I grew very much as a person and 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 then once I finally, my mo- you know, my mother passed away a few years ago and I had my children, I took a step back and then I heard Dr. Wayne Dyer say, don't die with the music in your heart. And I said, okay, I know get buying a house and working, blah, 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 blah. That's all quote unquote important. But so is sharing the gifts that you were born with. Right. Um, and even if you share it and no one hears or, or if you don't get paid, et cetera, but, but just whatever you have inside that you have a calling and you feel like sharing, do it. So that combined really pushed me, and then I, and then this story just kept unfolding in my mind. And ooh, that would be neat, and that would be neat. So those was this at, going on at, during at, that whole crisis? It seems like. After afterwards, so because um, I say use it, man. Take all the ugly and the negative and the terrible, man, and use it, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what motivates it, it, me. And it, re- it really did because I, I think I I think we could easily fall. We could become complacent mm-hmm. and and um, in monotony and the mundane of getting up, going yeah. to work, having your nine to five. Right. Right. And it's right. also so, the 100%. you know the realities of life. The the, the you know. Um, 
mortality's a mofo getting better yeah uh, you know what i mean it's a real thing you know <laughs> and, and th those things are real realities man and they're real pains but uh, if you can take those things and turn them into something positive and beautiful man that's the best way to deal yeah, with uh, because it's all energy yep is that, it's, it uh, is it's just energy in the end it's negative but if you can flip it it's, it's how you it's what you do with that energy that makes it negative or positive exactly and if you can if you can find a way to turn that ugly into something beautiful that's the most beautiful thing to me that you can possibly do and the most positive way to to deal with with you know the life you know yeah. well well like a lot of people say let your test become your testimony so it it all those things like really that. did your test become your testimony mm -hmm. yeah they made that's they made it. me grow i wouldn't be able to have done what i did here right if i hadn't gone through all those things it really pushed me to step outside myself and my ego and to really truly become a more grateful humble inquisitive curious brave um and tenacious after going after what what i truly what call what my heart you know well, she's longs definitely for. a writer did you hear all those words yeah i heard all those words there? i'm looking them That's up right now on my phone thesaurus dictionary.com but yeah that i mean long answer to your no, no, to I you. no, question no. that that's where all of that came from yeah it was like with with well the work that i've known for it was definitely death that that mm -hmm. uh, though the, the the uh mortality the idea of of that we're gonna die really sunk in and that tripped me down i you think we would just you know be aware of that but was we, it? we don't until a great loss and like or see what, something. I saw 9/11 and I saw a lot of things and and that really oh shit I'm I mean oh shoot I'm gonna die too, me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Why aren't we doing something about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was right. that was a trip, and we don't talk about those kinds of things either. Right. It was kind of especially in you know, the United States, we kind of sweep death under the rug, of you course. know, sanitize. Yeah. And we're, but we're all going to have to face it. So my thing was like, why aren't we freaking out about this? And then I got past that. I had what you call a, a, an existential crisis, as us philosophers like to say. And so I, I, I like. Did, did Did you share yet on the podcast about what you saw and? Exactly? Maybe. I don't like talking about it a lot. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah. do it one day. Nine Eleven is seeing all the oh yeah, jump and being jump. Well, watching, I, I know the story. I don't know if anybody. I don't like on to use. I, don't, I feel like I'm. The story? I, I, like I'm using that no, no, to, to, to. You really saw. No, I know. Was very, there? Yeah, very. Yeah, very it was traumatic. But I don't really. like to because it was real, man. I, yeah. I saw people deciding. Okay, I'm gonna jump. Yeah. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I could see there. I could tell if it was a guy or girl saying, "Okay, I'm gonna jump." To yeah. certain death rather than to face the heat or fire. That's when I it made me think about fire differently too, because obviously hell is a fire is a good metaphor for something you don't want to experience. Because people would rather jump to certain death right. in the face of flames. That's crazy. That is super. Crazy. So just seeing that and the waste of it, and then realizing and it was like for no reason, you know, it, that all messed with me. Man, I, I got like I, I really suffer from. I don't like to say it because I wasn't a soldier. I did suffer from a form of PTSD. Oh yeah. And and the fact that I it mean, was, you saw death firsthand, and, and that's, it was it was. Uh, and not only that, that year we were. I was at the New York Academy of Arts, a school based around you know human anatomy. We were we went to they sent us to Oxford. We were cutting open cadavers. We were I was drawing dead people. I had dead people right next to me for hours and you're drawing for hours right. right so you're around a dead person what do you think you're doing when you're drawing you're contemplating your own mortality yeah you know what I mean so this whole death thing just really sunk in and it started to mess with me lucky the others weren't lucky I had my art and the others weren't all that let, allowed me to um, uh, express the, all that stuff through that you know what I mean right so oh, wow. but yeah but life man you know and, and those things I, I, I think to that whole con that's the main thing right the main horror of life right is that we'll, 
to death, right? That we're not going to... I, I think if we could even kind of turn it around and look at it, is it, it, it's if anyone wants to think, okay, you're, it's almost like if you go on a vacation or something, you, you know there's a beginning and a middle and there is a, an end. And the yeah. whole thing is, it's like, what do you want to do with that journey? You know, what, what do you, do you want to just kind of go with the status quo or do you want to do interesting things well, that... Yeah, that, well, that's know, what it did for me. It lit a fire on my ass because, well, and it also, it turned into a positive because I realized like, but, you know, we are going to die. So, but we're not supposed to be thinking about that. We should be celebrating life. And that's what the, the that's the yeah. message. It's really yeah. a celebration of life. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? That's going to happen. That's why we should live life much more fuller. And that tied in directly to what I was doing with my art because it made me go, look, I'm not going to, you have a certain amount of time here. Yeah. Do the best you can with that time. So it, for, sure. it, for me, it goes, I'm going to leave a mark. I'm going to leave a mark before I go. You know what I'm saying? Because, and why not? You know what I mean? Because you're not, we're not going to be here forever. Right. And we're not coming back. You know, there's a lot of, you know, ideas out there, but we don't know anyone who's come back and been here. Once it's gone, it's gone. So cherish the time. Enjoy the life that you have, man. It's more, it's not the death thing, but it makes you appreciate. And it kind of, for me, it like, it it made me think about what's important in life, you know? Things like greed and, and, and material things, they'll, they'll start to not mean anything. I was going to say shit, but they don't, they start not to mean anything because it's it's temporal, man. And it gives life that much more meaning, man. Yeah. And um, so so that's, for me, that's what, you'll start to say what's important, you know, like your family, Absolutely. your children, relationships, friends. Like what, what if you make a million dollars, but you everybody hates you. You got no friends. Your family hates you. But you know, know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you mean. If you don't have connections if you don't have friends if you don't have those those um those connections with people yeah. those are worth more than anything man, right that, that, that money has i mean i agree money makes miracles we gotta you know man makes the world right of course right but to make that the end all or be all that's a waste of life man because you don't it's get true. to take that stuff with you man you go everything is borrowed yeah in the end that's what i look at everything is well, borrowed. I, I think too even if you look at all these really tragic stories about these phenomenal personalities and you think my god they have the most amazing life and the most amazing job like Anthony Bourdain and then that person was so not okay and they were so obviously not happy within themselves despite all of the monetary you know the monetary it looked good it looks good but but that's not where the happiness lies and yeah so you're right you do have to have that inner peace joy love and gratitude and and when you do have that that's you know regardless of your financial standing that, that that's really where you can enjoy life and I think when you're in that position like for me what I found is that um, I've just I don't know I've, I've just done better and better even like financially I, I see when I don't put such a a, a big deal like right. yes I'm going to be in- intelligent about right. my spending and where I'm working and how much I'm making and, oh, yeah. and what not but, um, but you kind of just look at everything calmly intelligently and with gratitude at everything at my work at my, my relationships um, with my creativity I don't ever put one over the other you know it's like it's a balancing act and I think once you do that you you have a little bit more inner peace and enjoyment of your life yeah and you know how many poor people I mean think of, like like there's these studies that you know Latinos and Mexicans are, 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 are the happiest people right out there and they're poor man you know what I mean a lot of them are poor but they're happy they're, 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 they got their, their family lives everything's intact they're not making all the money you know they're working for nothing but they're happier than the people that they're actually working for man and, yeah. and, and where does that come from? It's not the money. It's not the. It's it's an inner happiness comes from the inside. You know, right. cliche or whatever. No, it's but, it's. But it's it's really true. Your response. The happiness doesn't come from anywhere but inside you. You have to manufacture that or figure out how to wait because you can't buy it. I mean, you can't. It's temporary, right? right. All pleasures kind of. And then and then when you kind of 
do it superficial and cheap like that it's always like it's like a drug or anything else you need more of it like twice as much to get the same it, it, it's fleeting yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, these are interesting things, right? Very. Well, because, and to me, it ties directly into my Yeah, totally. Because that's connected. It's like my a vein that comes out of me in my work. That, right. that It's part of my life absolutely and completely. So, Tanya, tell me uh, real quickly, the characters in your book, how did you create these characters? characters. I, did you I love them? that. I love that question. Um, I actually love them. I really do. Uh, even uh, the little, like the young girl, Luna, it, it's little pieces of, I would say, like me and my daughter. It mm-hmm. just even people I observe or or what um, I thought would be an interesting, um, you know, an interesting character, the grandmother figure, you know, in Mexican culture, we or a lot of us the revere our, our yeah. grandmothers, yeah. you know. And I, I mean, my mother and my grandmother were just such interesting, wonderful, amazing women. And, right. and they would, my mother Strong. would always just tell me such interesting stories. And she opened me up to Egyptian mythology. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So, and she was just such. Um, and your, your, your mom uh, opened you up to. Yeah, at a very young age. I mean, we would really? go to the San Jose uh, Rosicrucian Museum. May I ask if, if your mom was born here or was she born in Egypt. Mexico? So, <laughs> <laughs> no. She was born in Chihuahua, but okay. she grew up in San Francisco. Chihuahua? Okay. That's yeah. where my from. Yeah. She, so she yeah, grew up here. Chihuahua being just wait long. That's cussing too. That's cussing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and all the other uh, characters were really little kind of bits and pieces of different family members, mm. friends, and just, again, who, what an I thought would be a, an interesting um, character in somebody. Now, I would sit there, for example, the Earth Goddess yeah. and, um, you know, the Moon Goddess. I really did sit there and read a lot. I read a lot about all the, all the mythologies in the book. I didn't just, I really read about them. I, I'm not going to tell anyone, you know, this should be a considered a, you know, historical, right. you know, fa- factual None of it is, information. Though, right? No. Well, it, it's just based on And it's off, always morphing. It, Your job is to morph it. Yeah, yeah. It so, so I took little pieces of different mythologies, but I made them from my own voice. So I hope no one sits there and goes, oh, So, well, so well, why this mythology? Is- I just picking your hand on that. Why mythology? And why, what's, what, why, right? And why do so many people touch on it? I want your idea. I have mine. You, you know mythology? what? It, it's just, I've just loved it from a very young age. It's mm-hmm. just, and, and sometimes we can't explain why we are fascinated by particular topics. I know right. But it's always captured mine because I, I just love, I've always had a love for different Mythology is the ultimate. What, what do you mean? It's the ultimate. It is the, it is the, uh, the, the sum total of all of human experiences. Like what you would have in dreams or anything like that. That's why mythology is full of like heroes and stuff like that because they are the, the uh, the idea of what a perfect person could would be like, how, how best to live our, our lives, and it's and it's been done over the millennia. It's a pattern. They're patterns that repeat themselves that are um, embedded in your DNA, basically. Yeah. It's like your ancestors communicating um, through this idea of mythology. Yeah. And that's why you find the same stories in different cultures. It's like the same thing because we're all humans and we all went through the same stuff. Mm. Say the other thing. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's why, I mean, you should, that's what I'm saying. So think about that. You're talking about the ultimate, you know, you're not talking about like, oh, I went to the store and you know, we had tacos here. It's not one of them stories. It's the ultimate story, right? And I think that's why 
mythologies. Oh, I didn't is, think is, of uh, it that way. No, th- thank is, you for for sharing. And that. we need those stories. Those stories have to keep because they're like the the blueprint of um, of how to live your life. I I think um, well for me I I feel it's really important to make diversity normal, mm-hmm. and so that's why I also wanted to write a, a part of it too. Even in the screenplay I wrote, I, I tried to make it not just even one culture. Just try to like put little little uh, various elements of various cultures in there. So if somebody reading it can go, I'm from there or hey, my mm-hmm. friends from there. My grandma's from right. there because I think we're so used to just seeing, you know, one culture oh, and one great. way that's in here awesome. in the States. And if we could kind of be just I'm trying to contribute to more, uh, us being less myopic, more open minded. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because um, your mythology is, is also geared by um you know your your culture, right? So yes, and so e- even here, it's the and same I- thing, but interpreted according to the rules of your society and culture. Yes, and, and even in here, it's like a person's going to die because they broke certain quote unquote rules. Right. And and um, but but I do love it in there because I think we can see pieces of ourselves in all the characters. No, that's wonderful because that like I, I yeah. could see that like I'm not going to read this book on you know I don't want to pick out a certain but let's just say Indian like I can't connect to that. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if you brought it like, like oh, but this Aztec went over there. They're like, okay, okay, I get it now. Okay, that's awesome. That's beautiful. That's that's cool. Yeah, and I think just really quickly that I did want to point out was that um, all the the characters they just kind of have little pieces of human elements, kind of like where you think. It's almost like someone who's really rigidly following a law to mm-hmm. the point where they're going to hurt somebody else, but in their mind they're doing something right. But at the end of the day, they, they don't know any better because that, that's the way that they they're were like taught. Programs. So they're running, so, out there, they're running their program. They're, they're running. Uh, they're running on their that's program. Humans. humans, we're like puppets. We really yeah. are. We don't know what we're controlled, but human nature is yeah. always and well, a lot of the gods in there too are very much you know run, run by program. So that that's. So there, there is that whole kind of... Um, Thanks for good storytelling too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. you take two things and then, okay, what happens when these things... Yes, and, and, and nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfectly oh. good. Nobody's perfectly bad. Even the really, really bad person, it, it's like it, that person's coming from a place of, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm a trained warrior. Yeah. This is what, that I, could be this you. Is what I do. It, it could be somebody right. it could who's... Be you, you could be that bad person. Yeah. You were in that situation or whatever. Yeah. So let me tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm actually... Buying your book as we speak on Aww. Amazon. Yeah, so where can we find I'm your book? On Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. So, you so I'm actually buying it right now as we speak. Oh, I got my, cool. Thank I got you. All over it. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, it's. Yeah. You, oh, you get the free. Hmm. No, we're trading. <laughs> no, we're trading. I'm going to get artwork. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, can I, can, can I get. No, I'm just going to eat. Water system. I know, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, just you could either look at my name, Tanya Araisa yeah. Ramirez. Um, right now. And do you recommend, uh, so I have a 16-year-old. Do you think she should love this book? I, I, I would like to, I would like to think so and hope so. Yeah, I would say it's more appropriate for like, f- I would say 14 years and up. 14 and up. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, or even, I guess, middle school, you know. I, there there are no, I don't have any uh, cuss words in there. Oh, I don't geez. have anything, you know, inappropriate in mm-hmm. terms, you know, anything that would be non-friendly to a child, you know, like anything sexual or... Um, what about demon goddesses eating children, nothing like that? I don't, I don't have Lilith in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were saying that your mom got you into the Egyptian... Uh, how did how did she get into that? You know, did you ever ask her? I never asked her. I never asked her actually. Mm. Yeah, we, no, we I just, was curious. Mm-mm. It's kind of the beginning of it. Well, as far as recording, yeah, 
this is the beginning of it all. So it's kind of the source that we, the, the, well, we know some other stuff, but it's. Yeah, no, I, I'm not kidding when I say I loved it. I mean, in, I remember in eighth grade, my, you know. You did in, a project in, on it and on, everything. Yeah, huh? on, I bet. on Cleopatra, you know, on, on the, well, Cleopatra was not a, she she was actually um, a, a fair, one of the rulers of, of Egypt during during the time of when Alexandrians were ruling Egypt. But still, it's like anything just along the lines. I are. wrote a 15-page paper on Akhenaten. Really? I think that's the longest thing I've ever written. <laughs> 15 pages? pages? I might have written some more, but yeah, I could tell you anything about them. Yeah, even just visually, it, oh, it, it just the the hieroglyphs, the painting, oh, the yeah. color is just so stunning. And that to me, it, it's just on par with that from my you know aesthetically, what you know what my eyes really enjoy. And it connects to like the Aztecs and the Mayans because they, 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 even the the way they're set up with Orion's belt, the way they're lined up and their pyramids and yeah, exactly. And the artwork, the yeah. color, uh, the astronomy. Yes, I just learned something else about the Aztecs too. So you know when they were recording the stars and the movements, they weren't going like that recording. They had reflection uh yeah. I, 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 yeah so they would just mark the floor they were looking at the stars on the ground I did not isn't that crazy that is true was that you know and they were, so they would just leave a mark boom boom, boom. They, that's how they were able to record the movements of the stars and planets so i i have scenes in the story where we're going through ancient um ancient aztec um kingdom mm-hmm. and the thing is is that in college i actually took a class it was so it was intro intro to native american studies okay. and our teacher had us um read a book and in it they had excerpts from the uh spaniards and especially the priest and um, that are still documented, talking about how when the Spaniards came over, they thought they had reached the Garden of Eden, because when they got into the lands of where they had never all, seen anything like all, that. All the indigenous Seville. people were. They, they were floating gardens, waterways, right. clean water. Um, everything was very even clean. The, they even talk about the people looking healthy. They and were being super beautiful. clean yeah, and beautiful and kind. You know, they were very like welcoming and suckers. Was, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, they're like crazy. one, two, three. Let's go! Let's kill these guys. Yeah. But but when reading about that, you think, oh they, my even, gosh. They said that there were like the Aztecs were like, because when they were the Spaniards were killing indiscriminately to them, even though they were killing, you know, the Aztecs were killing in the name of their gods or whatever. To them, just killing someone like that was a waste of a body and blood. You weren't using it properly to honor the gods. So they were like, what? Or, like it was the way they were killing was just unfathomable to them because there was a purpose to. Their, their reasoning, at least, to why they were sacrificing people, as opposed to, like, you're just letting them die. They're just dying. So that was, like, messing with them, too. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah there's so much. It's, I, I, if I can go back in time, man, I would love to go, just to see what, be a fly on the wall, and just to see how things were. I'd probably be scared. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it's... I would I would want to be invisible. I said yeah, the fly. Exactly. I said I'd the be, fly. I'd be invisible, <laughs> for sure, because then they'd be like, they're like, hey, wait, we're sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay. where are you from, buddy? Hey, you know what? Come here. We got somewhere for you here. Yep. Come here. Let's take you to the top of this pyramid, and we got a place for you here, buddy. Oh, man, that's crazy. Let's cut your head off. Yeah. <laughs> Rip your heart out. Feed it to the gods. Okay. Why not? They said these people were going full heartedly, but I think they, yeah, were, on no, lot, they, were, on, they were on a lot of drugs. They were on the concoctions. They were getting shoved up their rear ends. I was going to say another word, but yeah. And so they would put multiple drugs, ayahuasca, alcohol, all kinds of stuff. And really? Turkey based them. Yeah. And they were kind of with it. Get out of town. I've never heard I've of never that. heard of this. They either. were using the ayahuasca to the, the, the shamans to evoke the gods. That's how they, they were drug induced. There was a lot of. That uh, uh, yeah, to, the, to, while that was going end. on, that. 
Well, that's how you get it to the to, to the point. Uh, I mean, you you think about having to go up there. And you, you're not going to go lightly unless you you, you got to be you got to get the main vein. You got to be on it. Yeah. So that's what I've heard. So I've, you know. Wow. But then don't they convince you that oh you know you're you're, you're going to become. Your highest show. Hey, we're doing this for a God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You're like, oh, for sure. Let's do it. Can I get some more of that on my butt? <laughs> I don't want to remember any of God. This. <laughs> I don't even want to remember you putting it on my butt. <laughs> so they're, they're more and more they're finding out there was a lot of drugs and a lot of psychedelics involved. And it just makes sense. You know, you Jesus mess around with psychedelics Christ. long enough, the, the demons are going to be having you sacrifice all kinds of stuff. It's all, it's all fun and games. Didn't until, Steve Jobs, was, didn't he like create... Apple through psychedelic drugs? I don't know, but psychedelic drugs definitely inspire. My sister in San Jose, I was, I was that's why I, I could see that. I mean, why not? They're just psychedelic, they're part of nature, man. I, I decided to be an artist the second time I did acid at a rave. I, my mind was blown. I, nature opened up, I saw the algorithms. I've been trying to repeat the same process ever since. Oh, no. No, I saw, like, it... it I, well, like, algorithms the veil, are everywhere. The veil yeah. was lifted from my from my eyes, dude. I was like, whoa. Nature was awesome, man. But, yeah, man, a lot of artists are inspired by, you know, drugs. I even think that for, for early religions are, you know, Moses... Mo, yeah, uh, mo, you know, most that was, likely. It was a burning bush. The right <laughs> bush, you know. Like, you see all that? kinds of stuff, you know. <laughs> I, I like I, I like Earl Grey tea. Really? Yeah, oh, that's works. that's good. That's yeah. I like that right, too. The right, the right place. It's not ayahuasca, but it's it, not it ayahuasca at all. And you know, you know <laughs> a lot of these old, you know, the, the, I like lavender that they're tea. finding too. That in, the, in the in the Amazon, these old bodies that they're finding, they have like ayahuasca in their pockets. The oldest bodies that they found have drugs on them. Wow. Really? Like, that guy with the yeah. the uh, archer guy, that was, that was the oldest body for the for the longest time, he had he had mushrooms in his pocket. They found this old Amazonian receipt. He had a bag full of ayahuasca. I don't know what they were using it for, but they were... <laughs> Not for themselves. I think they were using it to... Yeah, to, to on these long travel, when they were traveling. This is my theory. That when you're on those things, you can just walk for miles and you're not, you know what I mean? You're just going to go. You know what I mean? So I think there were maybe, I don't know, or whatever. They just want to get high on the on the road. I mean, that's that's what, that's what, uh, but they're definitely being natives used, used was, to do with PO. It was right? like technology. It still is. It was like technology for it. was like it had uses. And you're finding all these bodies. How do we get into the topic of drugs? I don't know. It happens consciousness. We talking went, about consciousness. We talking Psychedelics. About the oh, the sacrificing of the hearts and Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I don't talk about that. We that, don't. No. No. And I it's do. not in your book either. I, it's not. I left that out. So many other movies and stuff always kind of focus on that. I, I went into the other other parts of, of the culture that, you know, I think for me or are interesting. Well, I mean yeah, no, yeah. well you don't want kids to go, hey, let's go do this either. But no, you don't need it. You don't need it. But you know, I, I do see movies sometimes and I always watch like you, you like where the hero or whatever will, will kind of have like this revelation mm -hmm. and a lot of times you'll see he's like talking to like some wise person or whatever and the wise person will like give him an apple or something early. oh here take this piece of jerky and you don't think about it but when you watch it later I go I bet you that they're implying that they gave them something so that they have that vision later Oh, for example the movie Thunderheart I, I was watching that. I've the, never watched that movie. Awesome, is it? Yeah. Have you watched the art? I just saw the poster for it, and I looked at what, what it was about, and thought, "Oh, I need to watch that." Doesn't, that movie is it like Val dope. Kilmer Val finds out he's like he's a part Native yeah. American yeah. or right. something. He goes yeah. back to dude. Her. That movie is so dope. I've read it not like 
a year ago just to watch it again. It's so dope. I, I need to watch that. It's about Native Americans. It gets real spiritual stuff. But there's a point where he's like, he has this like awakening. And I was like, and he was talking to like the local crazy shaman. But then I was like, he gave him something, a snack earlier. I know what that means. Yeah. Because you're not just going to start seeing this, the spirits. Yeah, are right. with us. Yeah, right, right, right. I don't know. I, I don't. I think those those. I don't have a problem talking about those psychedelics because I think they're so much a part of of humanity. They've always been there. They've always been there. We don't. We they're taboo, of course, but I think they're an integral part of who we are. Right. I think all the major religions were probably started by you know someone doing something because they're very spiritual. I mean, not you know something of the sort. You know, some psychedelic experience. You know, I mean, they still to this day. I mean, the, the in, you know with ayahuasca and, and in Brazil and all that, they still that's still medicine. You know, actually, there is something I would like to share. Um, of course, supporting local artists is is wonderful, but I do want to say anyone out there listening, it not only does it, of course. I hope you read it. I hope you like it. But my whole intention too is in developing this source of passive income is mm. another thing that I love doing on the side is I'm trying no I am creating my own program to implement mindfulness and meditation into the daily curriculum of our school systems I love that and that'll I actually, change the world I actually that will I, change I, I, the I feel, world I, feel I like, swear to you yeah, yeah, yeah so they, that, they've already done that to certain schools and, and it's like magic the numbers are just the, amazing well, the, the school my children go to I mean I volunteer for a program right now called Project Cornerstone and we, we talk about bullying mm-hmm. um, you know about emotional intelligence about positive ways to control, you know, if you feel strong emotions and even just children learning how to self-regulate, how to calm themselves, how to, if, if someone does say something horrible to you, yeah. that you, you don't have to, you don't let it in, you don't believe it. Anyway, so in my spare time, I love to do that and I, and I will have no desire or plan to even charge for any, any of the work that I do in trying mm-hmm. to implement it. So that's why when I write, I, I do always have that hope because I have the intention behind it that in developing that, that form of passive income, I will do have more free time to dedicate to these projects because that is I feel everyone has kind of a, a mission or a gift here mm-hmm. that we're supposed to share and mine is um, helping children you know because I see so many hurting adults I had a friend pass away earlier this year mm, sorry. Um, and, and, and it was you know it, it's just that that someone's just so sad and lonely and that they we don't, you know, d- don't want to be here anymore and so many and I see so many people killing themselves I see ki- children hurting each other killing yeah. each other and I think God if we just have these 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 tools that a lot of us don't uh, master until we're, we're older. You know, if we could be we're still evolving have them taught in school, I think that would be so helpful and life changing to a lot of a lot of children. I agree with yeah. you one hundred percent. But I'm glad that yeah. I was. Um, I went through the school of hard knocks. I'm glad I got bullied and punked and beat up and thrown. I never got thrown in garbage, but you know, I feel like. <laughs> but a lot of people don't. Like I feel like those. We're good. I, I know they're not. I hate for my kids to have to yeah, go through a lot of that crap. I don't through want to go through any of the stuff that I went through. No. But I'm glad I went through everything that I Me went too. through. Me too. Every bad. It made me the person and, and, I am today. And survive. For sure. And survive. And survive. But if it's unnecessary, man, like, I don't, like, again, I don't want my daughter to have to go through all no, that stuff. No, me neither. I don't want None to of my learn kids. those kinds of things the way I had to learn. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and for me, I feel like if my kids were to go through that, I would want to, you know, defend them. Right? And, and honestly, because I went through that. And a lot of that trauma, you don't. You know, I think I'm still 
you know, you work it out when you get older. So that's not good. Right. But here's the thing, too, is like not everybody takes it the way we took it. Like, I wasn't you know, allowed to take it. When, when, when you're a kid to, and you're getting bullied, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's how you overcome that bulliness to become the person that you are. Or if you accept it and be like, OK, you know what? You know how I, am, I, you know I, how I be the way I am. Bullyism? I hit puberty. <laughs> Got all them suckers back. Oh, yeah? I just became... No, that really... <laughs> Really? That was like, all right. I ain't that small anymore. But yeah. no, dude, I remember having to hide, like, oh, God. And going, like, you know what I mean? Going different ways on your bike because. Yeah, you didn't want to go through that. Yeah, you were like, oh, God. I'm like, yeah. Try to, like, yeah, those were awful. But I'm glad I went through them. Yeah. Because now I know what to do. Run the other way. No. <laughs> no. But, you know what I mean? So, so there's good and bad and everything. I guess that's how you deal with them, right? But no, I hear you. Want, I agree with you a thousand percent because I would hate for And in the school where my daughter goes to a co-op and a yeah. lot of it's about what you're you're talking about, recognizing feelings and knowing that it's okay and, and, and you know, how to deal with them and not, you know, that they're just that, their feelings. I love, I love the fact that you want to implement meditation at such a young age. That is awesome. Only yes. reason, I, I meditate. Well, I used to meditate a lot. Now it's kind of like I, I'm not being consistent anymore. Yeah. It, and I don't know why. It's just like sometimes I'm just laying in bed like, ah, you know what? Not today. I meditate in my work. Yeah, that's that's, that's great. A, that's yeah. my form And of I used to meditate while I was really DJing. Is. No, it really When is. I was DJing, I used to meditate. I used to go into another zone. Like zone. And yeah, you know, exactly. And like time goes by like that. Oh, yeah. So I, I get to meditate in my painting. It's a different form of it, but I notice. You know, they, they've done tests on, um, I think they're alpha, and I'm going to say omega. I'm, I'm totally wrong. But, but they, they put those probes on on, on uh, Buddhist monks who are expert um, meditators, and they measure, you know, where the activity is happening. Their brainwaves. They do, that, they do the same thing with artists who are, like, in the zone, who are in that creative zone. The same areas fire up in the brain. Really? So it's the same kind of, the same, you're tapping into the same place. That's why I would say, like, that's why I think that being creative is you're touching the divine. I mean, because that's kind of what they're doing, right? And I feel like when you're in that creative space, because the thing of creation is, you think of God creation, right? You think about, like, that's right? That's the word. You're being creative. You're in that zone. So, and they're tapping into the Buddhist directly, like, you know, spiritually, and artists are doing that through their artwork. You're tapping into that. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're doing the best work. That's when you're speaking higher. Right. The word inspire itself, inspirito, in spirit. In spirit. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. You're you're mm -hmm. tapping into that. To be inspired means that you're tapping into the breath of some of God or something higher, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I try to I try Completely to believe great. that shit. Whether it's you know I'm a skeptic and not a skeptic at the same time, but I question everything. But I, I also I think it's fine to entertain. I really believe this shit because yeah. I can believe anything I want. But if it's helping me and if it's working and and if it, and, if, and if I'm fooling myself, hey, it's still the same effect. Yeah. So I mean I don't, I'm just me I question everything so Tanya I know Frankie takes a long time creating his masterpieces how long did it take you to create this book one year and a half really no that's what it takes yeah good year little by little and some things take longer than others but they always they always take too long and that's inspirations oh well like I mentioned just different things like seeing that um, that little emblem of the you know right. the moon goddess and just having my love for cultures and all that just started to, to come together but initially my initial inspiration the, yes. the spark that lit my little creative fire was seeing that the um, Koyo Shakui oh okay, so that, her, okay and when I saw that I thought, I, it, I thought who, who who is that I want to tell that story and, and you know I thought I, I the reason why I the only reason why I asked that was because when you were talking about your mom yeah. and I thought okay maybe your mom had a large influence on this book 
You know, she had already been um, passed away for a few years, mm-hmm. but but one thing that really did, even when I just kind of wanted to give up, to be honest, because I was tired, I have my kids, I have so much, and I thought, well, I mean, should I, what's what the am point? I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. I kept thinking, God, my mom would be so proud of me. She would love this book. She would love it, and she'd be so proud if I finished. My mother was amazing. My mother passed away when I was 10. She wanted me to be an artist. I didn't. Really? I didn't draw from the time I was ten till I was seventeen. I didn't even know, and I know now looking back that that's why I didn't. And it wasn't until I was eighteen that I started to draw. And then when I was at Cal Berkeley, I was you start you do a lot of soul searching there. My this Earth Mother Goddess idea kept popping up, and I was like, oh okay, and this is something that stepped. And she wanted me to be an artist. And the way for me to honor her was to be that. And so I'm more of an artist for her than I am for myself because it made her life not be in vain so much. And a lot of people, my, my, and I didn't have the support, my, my fam, other family members, they, didn't, they don't know that that's working. They didn't even know what was going on as far as my life and being an artist and all that. They didn't care either. But that even what years after that, she still continues to be a, a major inspiration. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a driving factor uh, for me. Yeah, you got to take the ugly and make it. Yeah. That's called alchemy. That's when you're transforming. That's nothing. one of my most favorite books, the Alchemist. The Alchemist. Oh yeah, that's a great. But he doesn't book. really get into like. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I've only read half of that book. No, you and I forgot about the book. You you have to um, you have to finish it because actually what made me get off my butt was I had picked the alchemist up again and it was a printed version that had an interview with Paulo Puello at oh. the end and he talked about every time that oh and I've seen interviews and listened interviews with him too that um, you know listen whenever you um, take a leap of faith the the universe you know if you step out in faith the universe will be good to you you know if, if that makes sense you'll kind of you guide yeah, yeah, yeah. on your, your journey and he he's said that um you know whenever he saw whenever he sees a white feather he knows he has to write a story and i just started seeing white feathers everywhere and then and i put white feathers in my story i I put it for him too and that's what you're telling me earlier and then and now i understand now i get it yeah all all these little yeah my mother collected owls and there were times when i would like be going through stuff and by myself or whatever and then I'd be like walking home or something and then I'd hear I can hear them like I'd, and I'd look and I'd spot them and I'd be lonely I'd notice like, you guys didn't hear that and but to me it was like uh, the owl was really always like I just it was a symbol for me for whatever reason you know I thought I had an owl on my roof and it was a pigeon <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it was like and I was like oh it's an owl you know that wasn't an owl I thought I was like lucky you know I think they're beautiful. Oh, they are beautiful. Yeah, the owls are just, I don't know, they're like majestic. A lot of people think they're bad luck. I've never looked at them. Um, no. no, no. No, I don't either. And and you know what? Every house, if you notice, there's a lot of houses with owls on top. Oh, we had, uh, and I thought that was because of, you know. Scare away the pigeons. Yeah, scare away pigeons, scare away. But it, it's actually a lot of people putting them for uh, spiritual Like reasons. a gargoyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, yeah, yeah, same yeah. purpose as a gargoyle. It's like a symbol. I didn't know that. Yeah, so my, when my mother passed away, my um, my dad's my grandparents, and they, they moved in with us to kind of take care of us, and they were from Mexico. They took all that owl stuff and stuck it in a the closet. They were superstitious. Oh, really? And that owl was just like, all her owl stuff just ended up in a closet because it was just Aww. that. They were, I think they were equating that with what had happened. The tragedy was also. But I didn't. 
I never took it that. Uh, I should paint it out. Do you use, do you use owls in your paintings? I haven't, but I should. I, I think you should. Awesome. Yeah, I should probably. I, I mean, I'm, all, I'm always intrigued by them. I don't see why I wouldn't. Yeah. So, but yeah, the owl for me is. But I don't look at it again. And, and again, when I was going through stuff, it was I would hear one, and it would like, kind of like make me like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. In a way, so that's cool. Yeah, I, should I do love that. that. That's really cool. And so, let's see. Is there anything else you would like to tell us? Just, um, I'm just really grateful that you guys had me on, and I had a lot of fun. No, thank you. This yeah. is probably one yeah. of the most intelligent podcasts. I actually had. really enjoyed this podcast. Thank I really you. do. I had a, a wonderful time with you both. No, this no, it was good. enlightening. We talked about creativity, which I loved, and I feel like more people need to talk about creativity because yeah, we're all creative beings, and we whatever we're doing, and you know, we need to um, you know, be creative. What's going on? It's cold. Fifty Light. degrees 50 out degrees here. Fifty degrees right now. We're freezing. And we're like our asses freezing and. I feel so bad because Tanya's over here shivering. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) You need another jacket. I'm really grateful that um, the podcast got brought to me, you know? Yeah. I didn't have to drive. That blew me away, too. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I I, I get to beautiful artwork and, I mean, you know. I believe that things happen the way they're supposed to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to that ego thing. Like, we had plans and I feel like with the podcast especially I've seen that a lot like this pattern because there's a lot of aspects right a lot of personalities are coming together a lot yeah. of yeah. and it just for some reason it just always ends up being an awesome thing and it's it's it, we do it very loosely but it always comes together the way it's supposed to come together and I feel right. like if we try to control it it wouldn't be as interesting right you totally. know, unless we were like you know had an office and we were like you know dates and all, maybe that would be a different thing but the way it's I feel like the, just the universe happens the way it's supposed to happen and things come together the way they're supposed to happen and and it was funny because we were super busy before this yeah. we we took like a, a hiatus yeah, yeah. Yeah. almost we're, like we're, it was right I, I mean we, were, we, were, we had a lot of momentum too yeah you guys lost your steam no we, we didn't lose the steam we, we just, had to make we money. had to make money some way yeah. and you know we, we do this for our free. sponsors are not coming yeah, exactly. through like they're supposed so, to and that's fine <laughs> and that's fine but everything pays off in the end I was going to say that to you again speaking like, of sponsors making, everything pays off I've learned that everything except pays, the sponsors except the, no no but pays off in a certain way like like it might not be today and I'll be, but down the road things always pay off everything you put into something ends up coming back to you one way or another not the way you might expect but I think every, I truly believe that that everything no, yeah I, I agree you know, even come, how because it's like karma we, we you do got, bad things yeah. bad shit comes back oh, for it's sure. like anything you put energy out there's a cause and effect yep, and I, you might not see the money or the mind, and you don't see the reward, but there is a reward, and, and those Somewhere, things do yeah. pay off. You you will see the reward come back later, yeah. uh, somehow. Everything counts for something, and that's even this podcast, man. It's, it's growing. It's going to do something. Oh yeah, yeah. What We're that is, we'll figure it out. Again. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of sponsors, I would, you know I want to shout out to uh, Envision It N V Y S I O N I T, and that's the uh, branding, design, and signage company that. You know, Hooked us up with some. If you need a notary, I got the guy, Lex Guevara. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Speaking of notaries, we should give a shout out to Golden Gate Mobile Notary. And I keep messing up this word, but apostoli. Uh, it's an apostoli? No, uh, apostoli. Uh, never mind. A P O S T I L. Was he the 13th apostle? No, what, what that is, is if you go to another country or something like that, you cannot Possibly. use a notary. They, they'll look at it and be like, what is this? So, what you have to do is you have to go get it certified from California. So, this company will get it certified for you. 
Yeah, well, I got that information now. Yeah, Golden Gate Mobile uh, Notary. And, and don't forget Boston. to show, uh, support your local artist, FranciscoFrancoStudios.com, to get all the dopest art needs. And don't forget to buy the book, Luna and Ochlak. Ochlak, the adventures of. Uh, on Amazon? It's yes. on Amazon. Yeah. By Tanya. Arisa Ramirez. You can get it in hardback or on Kindle. Do really? you have, by any chance, do you have an Instagram or anything you want to handle? Or anything you want to put out there? I really, I have them, but they're private. Okay, and I, okay. I, that, no, no. That's my next no, no, step no, is is being more. Get open. your social I, I media game to, going. To yeah. Make, make one for. If it wasn't for social media, I would not be an artist. Honestly, I feel like everything. I was born at the time that I was like. If it wasn't for social media, I would not be an artist. Like that would yeah. not have been a be able. Yeah. It all grew even like the technology as far as like being able to pay things on square and yeah like the technology has grown yeah with my well, career it's so interesting no I mean and even you saying that it's um I, I need to stop being such a private person and in, in, I mean I'm not gonna get out well have your private an open you book so, so you can have your private account you need account. to be an open book hold on yeah. hold on you should okay. have a private account but yeah. also have yeah. an account like a fan page yeah, yeah like, like a fan yeah, you fan can do page. that specifically Thank for you. that make you, the other you, one you, private a few days and I'll make and I'll put it under right now I mean people do send me make requests sure you on tag Instagram us. it's it's Tanya yeah. Ariza Ramirez um, okay. right. Ariza but I say Ariza because whenever I pr- say Ariza I always get the huh uh-huh. <laughs> the what? I've never heard of that I, I had to like look twice I was like I'm yeah but, but well, thank you again no, no, thank, thank you so you much for coming for being here this you were awesome pleasure. I, I enjoyed uh, this. we need to get more feminine energy in here they're a lot smarter than us that, yeah, that's 100% true guys like us um, they keep us in line right and uh, right. so thank you for coming man it was awesome man I love that you shared this with us man I love that we were able to thank you at least I get a little bit I have fun with you guys little, you guys are great uh, well, we, 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 we need to take a picture with you and if you don't mind we'll post <laughs> it on Instagram uh, on Facebook. Okay. Uh, you can follow us at Lex B. Frank, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What Apple. Else? Oh, yeah. And, and our, find our show, our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're out there. We're, we're everywhere. Um, and you guys got to check out this book by Tanya. And I have Ramirez. to read it. I definitely will read it. And I, I just bought my book, and I'm going to read it before my daughter does. You should read it. No reason why I should. I know that. Uh, but I want to read it first, and then I'm going to give it to her because, you know, I want to get enlightened, too. So, and then I'm going to have Oh, wait, my, million my, dollar question. Go for it. What do you identify with? Oh, yourself? that's that's a great question. Racially, politically, whatever. What do you identify with yourself as a... Um, what are you? Are you an American? Are you a Latina? Are you a, 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 a female? What are you? Latinx? Just really quick, if I could just say, I think we can, if we could let go of... Um, in a perfect world. It, it, in a perfect world, I try not to uh, identify myself so much. I consider myself a Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. I was born here, but I mm-hmm. love my culture. But do I sit there and hardcore, you know, identify with any kind of political group mm-hmm. or my hardcore this or my hardcore uh-huh. that? I try to to let go of myself of uh, any kind of self-identity and more connect to myself if that makes sense that's, no that makes total sense because I feel like when you let go of labels that's when people kind exactly. of open up let go and start looking at each other as human beings exactly but, but yeah I love my culture but I love all cultures I love all religions I just love people I kind of yeah. just look at myself as a person even more so than as a woman or a Mexican American mm-hmm. or it's just it's, it, I'm, I'm a spirit going through like uh, you know Do- Dr. Wayne Dyer would say it, it, you're having a human experience you know mm-hmm. but you're you're bought your spirit and you're just having a human experience and that's what 
I see myself as. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more yeah. of a universal, a universe person too. Like I, I, mean, I believe in. Total I know that universe. we all are. That's a fact. That's without a doubt. But we're also filtered souls. Like, right? So, that's a, that sounds like like a coffee or something. Filtered soul. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but like, like, we're, like we're a filtered. '90s grunge band. Yeah, yeah right. right. Filtered, filtered soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Filtered soul. That's mine. <laughs> That should be the name of the podcast. Yeah, filtered soul. Filtered because, soul. Because you, you become Our a product band. of what? But yeah, I understand. Start a band together. Yeah. If I was, Tim, if I was born in triangle. Africa or wherever, you're going to be cling. a human plus wherever you're filtered through, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, but we like to ask because it's. Great question. Yeah. I mean, just to hear. What's what people. Uh, yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. and But it's interesting to. Uh, no, I heard something interesting the other day too. Uh, Kay has brought that up. He goes because he had heard of the podcast, and he goes, "You know, he, he was in, he was talking about he was in jail for a while, and uh, I don't know if I should throw that." Out. But anyways, hmm. he said that he met some like dudes that were in there, and he was and like, he "Dude, to get he's on like, you're not a Chicano, you're Mexican. Yeah, you're just Mexican. Like that's who you are. That's what you are. Like you don't you're not you're not all these other things. You're a Mexican. But I, that's an angle that I haven't heard." We've talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like we haven't heard like, no, you're not a Chicano, you're not this, you're not Mexican American, you're not America, you're Mexican. Yeah. Just based off your race or whatever like that. So I never heard that angle, I was, which I thought. And I, some people, I, I, I've said this many times. I I grew up as Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. But some people don't believe on the in the other. But they're just. And the reason why we asked you that question is because there's so many labels out there now. Mm-hmm. You have your, uh, and this is what we bring up all the time. You have your Mexican American. You have your Chicano. Now you have your Latinx. Chi- Latinx. You and Chicano X. Have you ever? Uh, what I found interesting right? about the Latinx thing is like, why are they throwing an X in the Spanish? Like. No, Latin Equis. They don't want. They don't want. That just don't make sense. No, I know. Uh, they don't want to. Uh, I get it. Give it a gender. I get it. But my thing is right. But why are you messing with the language? Latin X. How's that Spanish? It's not. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even a Mexican word. It's not even a Spanish word. Right. Latin X. I mean, if you're Latin, right? That's the core, right? Spanish, right? So Latin X. Latinos. Latin. That's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking about that. But yeah, I think that's important for people who. Um, I just don't like it. I feel like they are, separate people. You know, yeah, I just want to hear what yeah. Google has to Sexual say about fluid, it. you know. Google says it is uh, to refer to people of Latin American cultural or racial identity in the United States. The Latin, uh, the X suffix replaces the standard of O or A. I like my things to be Ending in nouns and adjectives typical of grammatical gender in Spanish. Its plural is Latinxes. I really think it's nice too. I mean, regardless of where your family's from, but I think it's nice. Honor the blood in your veins, but honor the land that you live in too. Yeah. So it's like if you're here, Mexican American. Yeah. So so love it, you know, love the culture, love your own culture, and and, and, and instead of kind of embrace the, the the dichotomy you yeah know, and when in Rome exactly no and that's one of the things I love about being Mexican American I feel like as a culture we, we don't assimilate we don't well most of us don't I feel like we don't all of a sudden we're gonna be like this thing we still hold on to who we are and yet we assimilate I know I don't want to say assimilate but we embrace the culture that we're a part of as well we're not trying to um Oh, we're this, and we can't be anything else but that. Or, or now we're going to be that, and that's all we're going to forget about that. That's yeah. so unhealthy to to me. But I, I definitely think as a people, we we adapt and we you know we make it ours. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. You know? I agree. It's a beautiful part of I think being. That's what we do, right, Mexicanos? We kind of take things and we make them ours, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Just we like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that. 
I think we should wrap it up. We're yeah. freezing. Our, I am um, freezing. I'm freezing my. Uh, I'm about to hit up Seven Eleven. I'm just kidding on that. Um, <laughs> walnuts off. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's cold. It's, it's very cold. And um, we'll uh, see you guys next time. We got lots of guests coming. Up. Oh yeah, hey, we got. Uh, we broke the ice. Thank you for being the icebreaker. Uh, thank, thank you, you for so being so much intelligent. Because most girls I know aren't that. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, whoa! <laughs> I gotta say stupid whoa. things like that. Come on. Hey, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, thank no, you. No, for no, no. Wonderful, me. man. You just proved, um, you know, that women are smarter than men most of the time. No, that is 100% true. You can ask my wife. She tells me that every day. I'm smarter than you. Okay. <laughs> and of course, I go with of course it. you are, honey. I have to go with it. Yes, yeah. dear. Yeah. Like, a, like a smart man, right? Like yeah. a smart man or I'm uh, in the doghouse. Anyways. I'm, I'm the man. dumbest one. <laughs> yeah, right? We have to be. Yeah, so well, we want to thank you, Tanya. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. I would Ditto. love to have you on the show again. Hopefully with less noise and with less airplanes and music and, and all that good stuff. Thank you for being a wonderful, intelligent Latino. Yes. Thank after you so after much. your next book. Thank you for that. Thank, thank you. you for okay. living your life yeah, you got by you. example. Thank right? you. You're living by example. You're not just saying I'm this, I'm that. You're being a wonderful Latina or a wonderful, you know, a representative of who we are. Yeah. And you're doing it wonderfully. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. And we appreciate you coming well, through. You're making wonderful and beautiful books, and I appreciate that. And I think that's lovely, and we need more ladies and women like you. Are you uh, working on a second book right now? I am. Wow. I am. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have any names for that? By any, any ideas? For that? You know, I... Sitting down with Lex and Frank. Oh, there we the go. title, <laughs> title's always my hardest. I don't have a title yet. Okay, but I, I I've got a whole outline. It's just, it, it's not going to... It'll come. It, it'll be a Two douchebags and a girl. So. It will come. Something like that. Uh, like, two douchebags. Uh, can I... I'm going to use that one. <laughs> two douchebags and a girl. That's the working title. Working title. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my cut, though, after you. That's mine. Like, uh, so is, uh, what is that? Filtered Soul? Oh, yeah. That's the name of the podcast. I need a shirt with that. Filtered Soul. I like it. All right, All right, this is going on too long, guys. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much. Lex be frank. Lex be frank. Peace. Later. Uh. Uh.